Hello and welcome to the Live and Love Like Jesus podcast, where we talk about pursuing a lifestyle of complete dependence on God, how to grow and multiply yourself, and how to demonstrate the good news of Jesus. I'm Adrian Gregorich, and Andy and I got two episodes into our podcast when COVID-19 became a worldwide pandemic, so we almost immediately had to change direction. But we decided to keep going because our pursuit to live and love like Jesus hasn't changed. We have a group of people who are really championing this idea through times of crisis, the Crossroads response team. Andy got together with three of the members via Zoom and he recorded their conversation. So we're going to listen to that now. So today we have with us some members of the response team. We've got Regina Stevenson, Asin Carter, and Andrew Bondurant. Would you guys mind taking a moment to introduce yourselves and let us know, you know, who you are, what you do on a day-to-day basis, and kind of what your involvement is within the response team? Well, I'm Aslan Carter, and I'm on staff at Crossroads. I'm currently serving as our women's ministry director, but grew up at Crossroads, grew up here in Evansville. Um, So just have a lot of connections in this area and within the church. And so I'm happy to be a part of this response team and um, just help out in whatever way that I can. I'm Andrew Bondurant. I serve on staff as the family ministries pastor, Uh, been on staff at Crossroads for about five years. And uh, one of my favorite things about uh, Crossroads and just doing different things is trying to connect different worlds. So uh, I am serve on a board of a local organization and do some other things, uh, work with some local schools. So um, yeah, just uh, try to connect those dots as we uh, figure out how to respond. And hi, I'm Regina Stevenson. Uh, My family attends Crossroads for about the last five years. And I have a background in accounting and tax and finance. I'm a CPA, and I do a lot of volunteering here in the community among a a variety of organizations. And uh, within Crossroads, I'm on the finance team and uh, just uh, I'm here to help as it relates to um, the response fund. Now, we've said that you're all members of the response team. Can we go back just a little bit and can you explain what the response team is, why it was formed, and maybe even like what what its purpose is. So I'll speak a little bit to how it's formed and then uh, pass it off to um, someone else to talk about the purpose a little bit. But uh, I think uh, COVID-19 kind of uh, jumped all of us pretty quick. Uh, We went from one week thinking, oh, that's something that's happening somewhere else to within really four days being like, oh my goodness, like we're not having services this weekend. What do we do? And uh, the Monday after we first kind of realized, okay, like we can't gather for corporate worship. Uh, Actually, Ross Chapman, one of our elders, got together with uh, several local organizations just to try to figure out what the needs were. And uh, one of the things that bubbled up out of that conversation was just a challenge to local churches to form a response team to come together uh, to try to think about how churches can engage and then also uh, explore potentially doing a response fund to help churches respond to COVID-19 related things. So our response team purpose and vision, um, you know, is to live and love like Jesus. Um, That's our crossroads overall theme. And so this response team is just picking that up to we exist to mobilize people and resources here in our local community to the most vulnerable and to frontline professionals. Yeah, like when we talk about the vulnerable and the frontline professionals, you know, the vulnerable, we are thinking about those that maybe like because of age or because of an illness, you know, like they can't provide for their own needs. And so we want to figure out, okay, like for these kids that don't have access, like how do we partner with them? And then the frontline professionals, like we recognize and we have people that we know and love who are 
actively engaged with serving uh, in hospitals or serving in the police force or with firefighters, first responders, all these different places. And we recognize that like right now there is zero break for them. And so we're just trying to explore what problems are people facing and how can we as a team um, really kind of meet those needs to make sure this crisis doesn't have a deeper impact than it has to short term or long term. So can you explain a little bit about what that looks like as far as mobilizing people and resources? Can can you kind of break that down for us a little bit? Uh, So um, several different things going on right now with the response team. One is a prayer component. Obviously, we realize that that is the most powerful resource that we have to offer our community and even our world in this season. So um, in regards to prayer, um, we've just started a a private Facebook group um, that people can join and be a part of and kind of just rally around some really specific prayer prompts throughout the week and engage with one another that way. We've added to our Crossroads COVID-19 web page a prayer tab where there's just a lot of different resources. If you are wanting to pray and maybe aren't exactly sure how to pray, um, there's several great resources there to be a part of. So that's kind of our prayer component. We also are um, trying to partner with schools right now in any way that we can. Obviously, schools are out of session, but um, teachers are working to uh, create virtual learning assignments for their kids. That is something new um, on both sides, both for teachers and families. So right now, just kind of trying to assess what the needs are there and if, is there any way that we can come alongside maybe just even getting those assignments you know, from schools to the families that need them and may not have internet um, capabilities. Um, there's also food programs going on through the schools, just making sure that our kiddos and families, especially in vulnerable areas of the city, um, have access to just their basic food needs. So again, we're just trying to figure out this point through our existing partnerships with different schools, um, Glenwood Academy, Leadership Academy for one, um, how we can best come alongside those schools and serve them. We've got a couple members of our response team that are connected to the different hospitals, to Deaconess and to St. Vincent's. So again, kind of just in process right now of determining what their needs are and how we as a church might be able to come alongside them and help meet some of those needs in this season. And then um, last but not least, we are working both to identify needs of people in our community and to help meet those needs. So I'll speak to the first one, um, identifying needs. We have a platform, not that we've created, but um, that's been created through Community One and for Evansville, and that's needaneighbor.org. And anyone in our community who has a COVID-19 related need can go to needaneighbor.org and request help. We have a bunch of churches that are um, kind of partnering with that platform to help meet those needs, and Crossroads is obviously one of those. So the other thing that we're doing um, through our website, through our Crossroads website, our COVID-19 page, um, people can choose to volunteer. And there's a number of different ways that people can volunteer, either through giving time, through giving resources, um, through giving um, of their talents, um, just to help meet some of those needs. So again, that volunteer form, if people want to volunteer, is on our Crossroads COVID-19 webpage. So the website for that was cccgo.com forward slash COVID-19. So Aslan, as you were speaking, you listed several different types of responses, because some of them our ministry partners we work with. Some of them are individual responses. Some of them were these responses to those frontline professionals that we're talking about. So uh, how are you dividing up this 
this list, this labor, so that um, everybody can kind of keep their mind around this. Who else is on the team with you guys? And how do you have those responsibilities split up? Yeah, great question. So um, myself and Kelly Ward, who's part of our West Campus staff, she and I are kind of overseeing the prayer component and also um, mobilizing volunteers at both of our campuses. Andrew is kind of serving as a coordinator for our group and also um, a school liaison because of his relationship with the schools already through family ministries. Carl Chapman, who was formerly um, employed with Vectran, has, has just worked on a lot of different similar teams. And so he's kind of helping us just with strategic and crisis management. Um, Rachel Klink is helping us as our deaconess liaison, and um, she has been employed there in the past, and her husband is currently um, a physician, a surgeon with um, deaconess. Um, Regina, we've already met, and she's kind of helping us with the finance component of the, the team, especially the response fund, which I'm sure we'll talk more about here in just a moment. Uh, Kathy Graney, um, another uh, church member, um, is connected with St. Vincent. Her husband um, is employed there, and so she's kind of helping us as a liaison with that particular um, hospital. Darla Turpin is on our staff as our communications coordinator, so she is just helping us get word out um, in any and every way that we can. And then Mark Whited, also on our staff as our outreach um, pastor. He's kind of serving as our team leader and helping us collaborate with all of these different partners. Cool. Hey, Regina, Aslan just mentioned the response fund. And I know that we uh, spoke about that in services recently, too. Can you tell us a little bit more about the response fund, what it is, and kind of what its purpose is? Sure. Well, the uh, response fund really is our church's way of responding to the community that um, we see um, and are already hearing of needs in our community. And so um, our church has created this fund um, that our donors, our church body can give to, to help meet those needs. Um, We are rallying around together to Uh, raise funds so that as needs are presented through either the Need a Neighbor platform or through some of our other local partners, um, schools that uh, Andrew mentioned, uh, that we have funds available uh, along with volunteers uh, to get those needs met in the best way that we can. Uh, That fund was launched this weekend and uh, we are seeing a great response from that, and we're just uh, really honored to be able to help our community in this way. We have a team that is uh, just uh, focused on the response fund, and so we meet and are um, seeing how we can be ready for when uh, the, the needs are presented. And those needs, are they specific to the COVID-19 crisis that we're in right now? They are. We we are really focused on um, the people in our community who have lost their jobs or are, their hours have been greatly reduced due to the COVID restrictions um, around our community. We are focused on helping those people um, who maybe have never even needed help before and um, just trying to come alongside them. And if we can provide a little relief to help them um, stay out of crisis in their lives. Um, That's what we're hoping to do. 
Yeah. So it's been awesome to have Regina and that team working towards that uh, just because, uh, you know, like these things pop up and obviously no one knows they're coming and no one's prepared for it. Um, but we want to be able to love people well through this and make sure that this isn't something where they look back and say, yeah, my life was ruined <laughs> in COVID-19. Um, but rather, maybe it can be a time to say I had I was forced to depend on God even more. And God provided through um, through my church or through a church, my neighbor or my city or something like that. So I love the work that Regina and her team have done with that. It's neat. And for me, it was helpful to understand that this response fund isn't just addressing short-term needs, but long-term needs. We recognize that um, there's going to be needs not just in the weeks to come, but in the months to come. And so just kind of looking at it as not just a, a short-term sprint here, but a marathon over you know the coming months um, and having those funds available, not just in the short term, but in the long term. You know, Maybe people are okay today, but might not be a couple months down the road. So it was helpful for me to kind of think of it in a more of a long-term sense. Yeah, I was just going to say exactly, Aslan, we're, we're trying to balance um, the relief that people might need now, um, along with how they might need help in the coming months. Great. And there's another web address for me to give you then for this, for the response fund, if you'd like to contribute, it is cccgo.com forward slash response fund. It's very simple. And you can go there, you can learn more about the response fund, and you can also donate there as well. Now, if people have a need what is the best way for people to express that need right now? I can go ahead and speak to that. I mentioned the needaneighbor.org um, platform earlier, and that is where we are directing anyone who has a need. So yeah, just needaneighbor.org. And it's really clear um, as you pull up that page, there's a, a little button that you can click on requesting help a simple form that you fill out indicating what kind of needs you have. And um, then again, like I said, there's a variety of churches in our area who are partnering with this platform um, to help meet all of those needs. And it's been really fun to see even so far the few needs that have come through, just how quickly people have responded. They're eager to help meet those needs. And so um, those needs are being met very quickly. If you don't have internet access, or if you know somebody who doesn't, you can call the church and someone there can help get those needs posted for you on Need a Neighbor. Okay, the number for the church is 812-858-8668. So if you need help, and like they said, if you don't have access to the internet, please call that number. Again, it's 812-858-8668. As you mentioned earlier, also this prayer team that has been formed if people want to access that prayer team or learn more about that, how do they do that? Um, a couple different ways. If you want to get connected with that private group on Facebook, um, just search Crossroads Prayer Group, and you should see that come up. Maybe even easier if you go to, again, to the COVID-19 page, which was the cccgo.com forward slash COVID-19. Um, one of the buttons you'll see along the left side of that page is prayer. And if you click on that, you will um, see a link to that Facebook prayer group, um, but also see all of the other resources that we have currently regarding prayer. Right. And I know that we have a very generous church and I know there's people that are going to be interested in serving as well. So we've talked about how people can express a need. How can people that want to be involved, that want to serve, 
how can they do that? How can they find those opportunities? Yeah, I st- like the best bet for really almost any of this, even the response fund giving. If you go to cccgo.com forward slash COVID-19, there's a giving button. On the left-hand side, there will be some um, uh, just clicking options there for you, some button options there that has uh, serving opportunities. If you click on that serving opportunities, there's a serving form you can fill out there that gives you the opportunity to plug in and get information, whether it's praying, whether it's giving to uh, a local partner, serving on site with a local partner, or getting connected with a need a neighbor platform so you can be a part of just meeting those needs as soon as they pop up as well. Um, but that's all found on the COVID-19 page. Just click on service opportunities. All of it's right there. Regina, can you tell me why you personally are excited to be part of the response team? Oh, well, I'm excited to be a part of uh, just seeing our church body at work. It's exciting to me to see um, how the Lord pulls and calls each of us to get involved in our in our communities. And this is just, uh, for me personally, an exciting way to do that because um, I'm with my finance background. Um, that's a real way that the Lord has wired me to serve. And I just, I love to see how we can um, come alongside people and just minister to them in a, in a way that's tangible, um, in a way that hopefully will prevent them from the extended crisis uh, that they may be feeling in their life, that we can shorten that a little bit. And, and, and also just giving our congregation the opportunity uh, to give and to give them, you know, d- um, the opportunity to be involved financially. So that for me is exciting to see. That's awesome. Aslan, why are you excited to be part of the response team? Yeah, I, I think I'm wired in such a way that when there's something going on, like I want to be a part, I want to be able to do something. So I'm, I'm happy just to have something to do with my mind and with my hands these days. Um, But like Regina said, I have been um, so blessed by our Crossroads leadership. I've been so blessed by this team. I've been so blessed by our church, just to see everyone coming together very prayerfully, exercising a lot of um, just wisdom and discernment in humility, like recognizing that this is such a unique time and none of us on our own have the answers that it's going to take, you know, to move forward in confidence. So really just relying on the Lord and um, working together as a team. Yeah. In Jesus name, just to try and love people well during this time. Andrew, I know you're involved in several things at Crossroads as well. So why for you, why are you specifically involved in the response team? Yeah, um, I think probably because um, there's this relationship with local schools and then also with the piece there with local organizations. Um, I serve on the board actually with Regina at Potter's Wheel. And so um, I'm regularly connected with them and what's going on in that world. And then I'm also on our preaching teaching team. And so just trying to connect the dots there between what are we talking about on the weekend? So what service opportunities do we have to uh, how do we get people mobilized to serve in different locations? So I think it's just uh, being able to hopefully connect some dots. Um, along the way. Speaking of connecting dots, Andrew, can you talk for just a minute about how the response team then relates with the church leadership and our elders? Yeah. So uh, the response team is sort of like a a think tank that goes well beyond think tanking. So we we come up with ideas and proposals and then also uh, try to put legs on those as well and mobilize people towards those needs. And so we kind of 
um, function as a team that is just focused on how do we respond. And then what I've loved throughout the process is uh, being able to then make those recommendations to the elders and uh, have input from them. I know when we were putting together the response fund, Regina worked regularly with Dave Elsner and uh, the, the finance team, and then also Dave then taking that to the broader elder board and stuff. So there was an awesome opportunity just to have uh, communication. And um, I think uh, just to hit on something that I heard Aslan speak about a little bit ago was the whole idea of uh, the teamwork approach. I think that's what's been neat is in this process, um, whenever you're facing crisis, uh, one of our values as a response team is kind of like having the wartime mentality, which means we can't just chug along as we want. So with the broader leadership, um, that's been neat because being able to make recommendations and then they've been quick giving back. It's kind of a, a mutual give and take relationship, I guess. I don't know that I have uh, the perfect words for that. Um, but we uh, make recommendations. They give feedback uh, when needed. Um, but uh, it's neat to see, I think, the high level of trust to be able to just run and try to meet needs as well. Cool. Tim, what if you speak to as well? The, um, the challenge is kind of, you, you know, you're working as a team, but with restrictions that are in place, you know, uh, not being able to come together in one place physically, uh, how are you overcoming those challenges and, and how is that working out? It's been amazing to me um, how well we have uh, rallied together uh, with the technology in front of us uh, using a variety of platforms and things so we can see each other and talk to each other. And we we all joke that we're learning a lot about what's out there and what's available. Uh, we are praying together um, in these meetings, which is so unifying and uh, to present our our needs to the Lord together um, has been of great comfort and it's, it's a new way of doing business, new way of doing the Lord's work, but it's been exciting to see and things are move along. You know, even yep. though we're not seeing each other face to face. And Regina, one thing we've had to do to kind of pull that off is like have a ton of touch points. So we actually meet three days a week to just really have status updates or to put forward, hey, here's a new project that's come about. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday at three o'clock, um, we're all uh, jumping together. I think just having extra communication and then like Regina was saying, leaning into technology has been huge in this season. Mm -hmm. Can each of you kind of give me just how have you personally been impacted by your involvement in this response team? And, and in other words, how has it furthered your understanding of what it means to live and love like Jesus? I'll try to answer as best I can. Um, I um, feel like the Lord is really growing my dependence on him because the role that I have in leading and helping lead the response fund uh, is something I've never done before. And uh, he's called me to something bigger than just uh, what I know that I can do on my own. And uh, with even though he's wired me in a way that brings a lot of um, natural ability to something like this, it is beyond what I can do. And so it is really, I've, I've just been honored really to, to work with the Lord on this and really every day saying, you know, this is your, this is your work, Lord. This is not something I can do on my own. And I need you to help me and guide me and um, give me the words um, because I, I struggle, you know, on a, on a, with, within my natural self to, to be everything that I think is going to be required uh, for this calling. So um, in that regard, 
I'm just so thankful for the, for the Lord's um, continued guidance and speaking to my heart uh, through this whole process. And um, I know he has big plans for our church and for this response fund. Yeah, I want to build just on something Regina was talking about. In addition to, I think, dependence on God being like stretched and grown in this season, uh, one neat thing for me and thinking about living and loving like Jesus has been uh, also learning to like depend on one another's strengths. So like that's one thing I've loved with this response team is seeing uh, the gifts that God has given each individual on the team just come alive and then come together in that. And so I'm thinking about living and loving like Jesus. Uh, I think sometimes that idea can like, I can keep it up in the clouds and it's this big um, idea, but seeing it work out and seeing that, oh wait, like it's not up to me to play every part of the body of Christ. I just have to play my part and God has gifted and equipped other people uh, to play their part as well. I think like for me, one big thing has been saying, I can't live and love like Jesus on my own. And the fullest expression of living, loving like Jesus comes when a group of people come together and let their gifts kind of run in their own um, sphere and, and try to stay within that. I think for me personally, um, it would be easy for me and my family to be disconnected during this season. Um, my husband and I are both working from home. Our boys are home. We're trying to figure out virtual learning and um, COVID-19 other than having us here in our home um, hasn't touched and impacted us in a really personal way. We, we don't know anyone who's sick. Um, you know, for, for right now, our, our people, so to speak, our tribe are all, are all doing okay. So this has just helped me keep my eyes open um, to the larger needs, um, to things that are outside of just my everyday sphere of influence. And again, just to speak to what Andrew was saying, to understand that it really takes all of us working together because the needs that one person may become aware of are not the needs that another person is aware of. So by all of us kind of coming together in this way and on this team, um, we're bringing a lot of different things to the table um, as far as needs, but also as far as solutions. We all have different experiences um, that are valuable, I think, um, different giftings that God's given us that help us to um, creatively um, problem solve and um, just figure out solutions. Awesome. As part of our closing, what words of encouragement do you have right now for the people of our community? Yeah, I think uh, a huge piece for me, like you're not alone. And you can contribute to this. Um, so it, I think people understanding that um, it's so easy to isolate in this season. Um, but one of the options on needaneighbor.org is I need someone to talk on the phone with me or I need someone to pray with me. So like, you're not alone. We want to love you, care for you. And on the flip side, uh, you can do something. If you can't go out and about because um, of your situation, you can pray with us. You can get plugged in with those serving opportunities to pray. Uh, you can give financially to this if that's something you're able to do. Or you can go and serve on the ground with one of our local partners. I think one thing that popped in my mind last week is part of living and loving like Jesus. It's not like running towards danger, but it's running towards the opportunities to love on the vulnerable. And you can do that by praying, giving, or going. So you can, you can be part of this. And to piggyback on that, like I would really encourage um, families to figure out how they can be serving together. You know, there's a lot of things that, um, 
you know, we can still keep our families protected, but we can be serving together, whether that's giving a phone call or just knocking on the door of an elderly neighbor. Maybe that's doing a Walmart grocery pickup and delivering those to somebody who has a need. You know, maybe just writing a letter to a friend, a classmate, um, maybe just a general, hey, I'm thinking about you and praying for you letter that you can send to a nursing home where they can't have visitors right now. There's a lot of really creative ways um, to involve our kids in what's going on and really use this as a season to help them um, kind of think outside themselves and to um, really start learning to live in love like Jesus. And I, those are great. What Andrew and um, Aslan have both shared. And I would, I guess it just kind of summarizes that, you know, the Lord is working and, um, there are so many ways to jump in with him. And, uh, if you just look around, he, the Lord is working it and, um, it's exciting. So get involved, find a way to help a neighbor, um, find a way to help your church, uh, body and, um, see where the Lord takes you. Regina, I love that. It's, it, I, I've even been thinking about like, how is God using this to shake me more into like being a person of Jesus and just thinking that like, trust that God is at work in this, that this isn't beyond his control. That's incredible. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for being part of this discussion today. I really do appreciate you taking the time out. I know you've got a lot going on and uh, I look forward to the chance that we all get to see each other face to face here, right? <laughs> Hopefully soon. Thank you, Aslan, Andrew, and Regina for taking some time to talk with us. And a big thank you to the Crossroads response team. Don't forget, if you need help during this time, go to needaneighbor.org. And if you're looking for ways to become involved or give to the response fund, all the links are there at cccgo.com slash COVID-19. Thanks for joining us for this episode. We hope that you are encouraged to step up as a united body of Christ and show the world what it means to live and love like Jesus.